whereas with this, it should feel easier because you're a guest. Yes. Uh, right. So, hello and welcome to episode <clears throat> 20 of Mafia Muted. I have a guest on today, Callum Turnbull. Or should I call you Callum Titanium? Of course. Turnbull. <laughs> now, Callum is a client I've trained for what, like a year now. now. And it feels like I've been training for a lot longer than that because of how much you've done in that yeah. year. Um, he is a boxer, and we're going to be talking all about his boxing story today. So I've actually called it a boxer story. Nice. Okay. Nice touch. Now, <laughs> what, I, what I want to start with is I want to talk about your amateur career because mm. I don't really know anything about your amateur career. Yeah. So when was it you started boxing? Like what age were you? So I was 10 years old in the year of 2011. Yeah. In, must have been March time, something March like that. Time. I was just moving uh, school. Uh, I was going into the high school and I was... Uh, getting quite badly bullied in, in primary oh, school. So going up to pre, uh, uh, up to high school, my mother was a wee bit concerned, just sort of thought, right, you need to learn to defend yourself. Right, so wow. we'll put you there and see how you get on. Years went through in school, I was still getting quite badly bullied and I was that, that was all it was that got me into boxing. Just, wow. Yeah. So you were getting bullied and that made you want to get into it. Well, yeah. I didn't want to go to it at first. That's, really? I didn't want to. Oh, God. I, I, was, I was quite timid. I was as you say, a bit of a mummy's boy, like, uh, <laughs> growing up. So, uh, no, I, I I, wasn't really into it at all. Uh, not that I wasn't, obviously I went to it, but wasn't the idea of it didn't satisfy me at first. And were you good at first, or did you think? No, no. I was, uh, I, well, I wasn't bad, but I mean, I was just, a, I was a slow starter. Um, Sometimes they're the best. Yeah, and, and it, it, it didn't do me any, any, any harm, like, because, I mean, I, I started, and I actually started by losing all my fights. Did you? Uh, yeah, I lost my first four fights on the trot. Oh, my God. So, I mean, obviously, just with the way things were going for me in school, I was losing fights, and obviously, I was in my own head, I was losing a fight to these people in school. And uh, obviously, I had, my confidence did go down a bit, so I, I decided to just pack it in after the really? fourth loss. You gave it in? I, gave, I packed wow. it in for about six months. And then. Uh, and what made you go back? My coach just kept saying to me, look, just come back, we'll, we'll make you better, we'll, we'll train you like you were a beginner. Again, just we'll have you go over everything that you didn't pick up at first. Yeah. And um, so as we did, and then obviously I was, well, not much older, but obviously I'd grown about a year older at yeah. this point, and I was probably, say, a bit more mature. Oh, mind you, a 13-year-old's mature life, but you know what <laughs> no I mean? Chance. I was just more, <laughs> more ring maturity. So I got better, trained hard, and, yeah, that's when things started to look up for me. Um. I won my first 10 fights on the trot, two by knockout, uh, between the ages of what, must have been 12 and 14. Um, well, actually, it was three fights by knockout, actually. Well, there you go. Um, so then, when it came to my, was it, I think it was my 11th fight, I was fighting in the semi, uh, the finals of the 2014 Scottish Schoolboy Championships, which wow. is like the open class. So the open class is like, the best sort of Scottish title you can get. Obviously, you've got wow. novice, whereas people with six fights and under, you, they all fight each other. Then got to intermediate, fourteen fights and over seven. But the open class, you could have three fights and you could go up against someone who's had one hundred thirty fights. That's what it so is. So it's really it was a te- intense division. Like I was sort of getting chucked into it because um, I never I went into the novices and that's where I had my fourth loss and I actually got beat uh, by t- by TKO. Uh, and then obviously I was winning fights, but because I was getting offered so many fights at a time, um, I still could have went in the intermediates, but the, the open club championships were coming across before them. Yeah. So my coach thought, look, Calm, we're not 
expecting you to maybe win. Like you're still learning, but you've you've got a chance, like everyone else does. We'll put you in, see how you get on them. So I actually ended up uh, well winning my semi final match, and then obviously I beat the the reigning champion from the year before in the finals. Amazing. So yeah, that's when things really started to look so to up. come from four losses to, to go in uh, and do twelve that. wins, twelve that's, wins. Or so. That's pretty impressive, mate. And how does it feel when you were losing? Like how did, or how does it feel to lose? Like generally, when you it's heartbreaking. I mean, uh, it's well, in saying that, as a kid, I mean, yeah, you're upset for about 10, 15 minutes, yeah. and then you, you it just kind of loses out your thought, you know. Uh, the older I got, the more losses did sort of suffer, but. I obviously had the maturity to not go absolutely mental about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, they're, they're, I'm not one for saying I got robbed in matches. Like, I'm not. There's a winner or a loser, and everyone's got their different opinions. But yeah. I'd say there was only, out of my whole 12 losses out of 30, 33 fights, where two of them I got completely like robbed against. Robbed against. Absolutely robbed. But, and that does happen yeah. a lot in boxing. One thing I know about it is when I'm watching corrupt. it, it can be corrupt sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you often think, is it the hometown? Is it something yeah. new? But overall, you learned a lot from the losses. And oh, you absolutely. A lot from the wins too. You mean you see a lot of boys who start off in sports where they're winning games or winning matches or whatever, and then they start to lose, and that's when their confidence crash, and then they just decide to pack it. I've seen loads of boys <clears throat> uh, that I grew up, well, not grew up with, but when I was boxing as a youngster. I've seen two or three boys that came to the club who are a year or two older and they were brilliant when they started really, really good. And just because they got one or two losses, they just packed it in completely. And it was a shame because they were really good, you know. One of them could have went professional. He was only 16 at the time and uh, everyone said he's got a very professional style, this kid and that. And after two or three losses, he just packed it in. That's the thing, you didn't pack it in, you kept going. Do you remember anything in your kind of amateur career that was like standout? Or do you remember any moments where you're like, like I definitely want to do this forever. Um, yeah, I mean, when I won, when I won the Scottish Championships, obviously that qualified me to to the British team. Well, at first, what we had to do was the champion of one year. So I was the 1999 48 kilo champion. Yeah. I had to fight the 1998 uh, champion. Yeah. And then we'd have to have a box off, and whoever won that fight went to the British championships yeah <clears throat> so it was that point when i went to the british and uh i won again i won my semi-final match in tri-nations obviously the british championships yeah. but they call it tri-nations it's obviously england scotland wales all against each other so yeah english champion british champ uh, irish champion scottish champion all face off and whoever wins is <clears throat> champion of britain wow so I won my semi-final match against Wales against a guy called Carvel Crocker, and then I, I lost to the three-time British champion at the time from from England, Sam uh, Sam Clark, I think his name was. Yeah. Uh, but it was a split decision, and again, I was absolutely gutted. Well, I wasn't as gutted then um, because I lost the first round. Second round, absolutely blitzed it. Just just knew what I was doing. Third time, it just came down to the last round. Who had more in the talent strings? We're both knackered. Like, both dead, uh, yeah. But I, he was a wee bit taller. That's one thing I always faced as, a, as, a, as an amateur. Quite a lot of my opponents <laughs> were taller. But um, in the last 10 seconds of the third round, I like sort of ducked too low. And like I ended up getting him. My head like went in between his legs. And I actually ended up picking him up. Oh like off the God. ground. And it was just that. The referee went right at one point. Ducked Scotland. So I was like, oh, nightmare. He was a point. Anyway, <clears throat> so... Oh, my coaches went to the car and you've done yourself proud. It's your first time representing Scotland. You've got to the finals of the British. And 
And then it came down to the decision. They said, right, winner by split decision. I was like, oh, nightmare. Red corner to England. So, I mean, if I didn't lose, that, well. if I didn't lose that point, I, I would have been British champion. But, I, again, I was I was gutted. But, again, looking back, like, this is how it started to where I got to. Mental. It was a big difference. And you are definitely <clears throat> someone who is going to be really, really far in the future. I just know it. Now, a couple of quick-fire questions, because mm-hmm. I want to talk about your lockdown in a second. Yeah. Now, this is a big one for you, and hopefully you can answer it well, because mm-hmm. I know my favourite boxer yeah. of all time. What was your favourite boxer of all time? See, with me, it's I go through stages. Um, when I, I find when I'm trying to learn a new skill or think of a new fight strategy or anything, I don't stick to one boxer, because I can't even think of one boxer who had... All the attributes, like yeah. not even Muhammad Ali, or that. obviously brilliant boxer, one of the best in the world. That's but what I was thinking. <laughs> he doesn't have all the attributes, no, so no. it depends. But I mean, if I had to say there was one boxer that I really looked up to, it would probably be right now, especially because it's in my time. Uh, is Josh Taylor? Josh Taylor, yeah. And what what is <laughs> that makes you like him so much? Or just in my in my eyes right now, he's one fighter who's got all the attributes. He can get into a fight with someone and happily stand toe to toe because he's just a hardy, mad Scotsman, as, as we all are. Um, they say Mexicans are hot, are tough blooded, but no, you don't remember. Scottish. If you're in against a mad Scotsman, then you're you're not. Like, <laughs> but uh, and then as well, he can he can box someone out of the room easily. Yeah. He he can smack someone from ring post to ring post on the back foot. You know. Wow. Uh, so I'd say right now, Josh Taylor's my favorite. I like the answer because a lot of people just go for Mayweather or Ali or something. Mayweather, the thing I found with him, but obviously a good, really good fighter, yeah. really good defensive fighter, but in the end got boring to watch. Yeah, he was always defending. He was defending, and he was it was the same thing. It was just that he was really good at it. Yeah, you know, um, he was good so, at winning, but he wasn't the most exciting. To watch no, he right? wasn't. So I mean, and when you see someone winning, 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 yeah, it looks good, but it looks, I like to see a loss coming here. Yeah, because look at Joshua. He was good up till he fought Ruiz, in my opinion. He beat Ruiz, that was fine. But then he went on to fight Usyk. Got beat by you, but they're good fighters, you yeah. know? So there's no shame in losing to a good fighter. Well, they're going to fight again soon, aren't they? So that's going to be a that's, big one for him. Uh, I think it's October, yeah. I think. And he needs to win that, because if not, I think his career... And if he over. does win it, three-time heavyweight champion of the world, that's what it'll be, you know? And I believe he's got the he's got the talent and the heart to do it. I think he's got a knockout. Just need, as well. He just needs to. He just needs to be smart about it. He does because he sometimes isn't smart about his fight. He's so just robotic. Ruiz, he almost just shut off and then got clocked, yeah. and then he couldn't get back in the fight. Mm. Right. So I want to talk about lockdown because realistically, lockdown was quite hard for you. Um, it was hard for everyone. Everyone. Hi. <laughs> now you had an injury around yeah. about then. Do you want to just kind of tell people about what happened? Yeah. So. When I was uh, sixteen, I basically broke my wrist, yeah. and uh, but I wasn't told it was broken. I told I was told it was soft tissue damage. Right. So I took about eight weeks out of training, and then obviously my hand wasn't really getting any better. And I was getting ready for the Scottish Championships in two thousand and sixteen. So yeah. this was going to be my second year defending it. Um, and then twelve days before the match, they told me my hand was broke. My wrist was broken. Long story short, basically they operated my hand. It was fine. But the the bone that they healed stopped growing, so there was a gap in my wrist, oh my and um, it was just it was t- where where the bone did grow back. It was hang it was growing underneath a tendon, so it tightened my hand. So if I landed a bad punch, it would like really hurt my hand. So obviously it was just tight, 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 and it got to the point where I felt like I couldn't punch anymore. 
So I had an operation. This was like, because I was ready to just pack in the sport because I had four years wasted of this injury, you know, on and off. Um, so I just kind of, I did lose hope again. I was like, oh, I can't be arsed with this. I, I can't be bothered anymore. I'm just being let down. So I went to the hospital and said, look, is there anything you can do? Like anything at all. And they said, we can do this, but it might not work. It might do, it might not. Luckily, the operation was successful where they shaved the bone, but only issue being, since I'm still young and growing, the bone will grow back in the same place. Right. So it will start to hurt again at a young age because I've already got arthritis in my hand because of that first six months of punching, you know, with a broken wrist. I didn't know that. Um, So, and they didn't know that. Because they didn't follow the protocol of taking me in two weeks after originally going in for an X-ray, they just X-rayed me and said I was fine. That's annoying, mate. That mm-hmm. They didn't get you didn't get better advice yeah. at that time. Yeah. Because if you had, you might. I could have. Yeah, I would have been like I would have been ten times the boxer that I am now if I because I know and I know I would have been because I would have been training consistently, and I would have been growing and I would have been ten times better than what I am now. But I'm that mature now. I can live with what I've got. Yeah, I'm yeah, not done yeah. with the sport yet. I know no I've still way. got more in the tank. I've got I've got the commitment. I've got the heart. I've got the skill. Definitely, and you've got a lot coming up. So, yeah. um, before we talk about that, because we're going to talk a lot about your mm-hmm. future in a little second, I actually want to talk about when I remember. I remember meeting you in Weatherspoons. Actually, you came in oh, and Jesus. you were absolutely hammered. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, I always want to tell the story in the podcast. But you were talking about your wrist. Uh-huh. I was talking about how I was a PT uh-huh. and you were going on about how you would love to be trained by a PT yeah. and stuff. And I don't even know if you remember this because you were hammered. So was Rudy, so was everyone around us. Yeah, I, 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 I think I could vaguely remember that. I just said to you, I was like, you know, everyone would get in touch, just yeah. let me know. And you said you would. And I was yeah. like, there's no way you'll remember that. You'd be too drunk. Uh, but you did. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't right after. It was a while after. Yeah. But you get, did get in touch. And I remember the second you came down, I was like, yeah, that wrist is going to be a problem for you, but it's not mm. going to stop you. No. Because you're even, things are press-ups. You have, yeah, you, I can add it on a fist and one on a fist and one on a But one. you do it. Yeah. You do it. Like, you don't say, no, nah, well, I can't do a press-up because I can't yeah. get my hands straight. You do it. Yeah. your own way and I was like look straight away I'd be I'm doing like, it on my fingers before quitting doing a press up like I'd try <laughs> to do it on my fingers but that's the attitude you need to have that to yeah. actually be like a proper yeah, a winner boxer, a winner like you're never going to get that unless no. you've got that mindset um, now a couple of things about lockdown how did it actually affect you mentally well the same with the whole world I mean I'd, the first lockdown it wasn't too bad I was still quite switched on um, okay. I was I built a garage. Uh, no, sorry, I built a gym inside my garage. Amazing. I, I did quite a lot to keep fit. I was running every day, and I just had that. I had a good mentality, you know. And then obviously we got back into a routine where we could go to the gym for a while. But then second lockdown hit, and that, again that's when I just lost all focus. I just went, oh, I'm not training for anything just now. I don't know when I'm gonna fight next. I'm not. I'm not training for anything, so I'm not bothered. That's when I started piling on the weight. So I did put on quite a bit. A bit well, I mean, I, I, looking at that progress picture, you definitely looked bigger, but you're never out, like completely out. I was no, I wasn't like a ball, you know. But like, because like, I'm mostly naturally a, a thin person, quite a wee bit lean. Uh, but when you've seen photos of me for a fight and photos of me, well, that photo, that exactly, photo yeah. you can see the difference. Like, I'm not, I'm not big, like no. I'm not massive, but compared to what I'm used to, the condition I'm being used to, 
that I was big. Yeah, and seeing it side by side, you can really see that. You yeah. can see how lean you are at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I said this to you about your profile. When I'm watching you, like, or I've seen you in the pictures, yeah. I'm like, you look so in shape. Like, yeah. like compared to even your so opponent, I, it's mental. Two or three opponents, I've looked a bit. And, and that's just obvious that you're putting the work in. It's yeah. just it's so clear when someone's watching that. Yeah. Now, do you remember like how you became pro, or, or what was the moment? Yeah, I mean. Um, in 2018, I, I went into the Scottish Open Championships as a senior for the first time, and um, I went in and I won my quarter uh, my, my quarterfinal match, and then I got set up against the the reigning Scottish and British champion in the semi-finals. Semi-finals. Uh, and I, I got beat, but I mean I, I put up a good fight, you know, it was a good match. Uh, but one of the coaches then who had a couple of pro boxers, he. Um, he called up my coach saying he was impressed with my performance uh, in the championships against the high quality of opponent, and he said he was taking a group of his boxers to Las Vegas and Flo- uh, not Florida, Los Angeles yeah. for training for two weeks. And yeah, it was just from that point I went with him, and he said, "Oh, would you think about? Would you consider turning professional?" And it was just at that point, you know, I, I made it as a senior, but I seen the the level I was at. Obviously, you've got to know your own limits and that. You've got to know your own levels and that. As an amateur, I wasn't going to get any better. Like, I, I'd, I'd reached my, my yeah. point as an amateur. I did all right. Um, and you see that quite often a lot of boxers. They don't have great amateur careers when they turn out to be really good uh, professionals. I mean, Ricky Harton only had 12 amateur fights and he became a, a brilliant fighter, fight, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't... My division was really good, you know? So I, I just sort of knew, right, you know, it's maybe time for me to turn over. And it was just from that point, uh, I was, well, I was supposed to turn over at 18, but because of my hand still giving me issues, issues. that's when, it, when the opportunity first came aware. And then it was only when I was 21 I actually turned professional. still can't believe your age. Like, I'm, literally as he arrived, I was like, oh, yeah, happy birthday, because it was your birthday a few days yeah. ago. And you were like, oh, yeah, 23? Aye. I would think, oh, think I was. I, I knew roughly it was around about that, but I, just, I, I feel like I'm now getting didn't want, didn't, like, want to give the, didn't, want, didn't want to give the wrong answer in case you got a left yeah. Good night. <laughs> I was like, I'm now getting old. I was asking our client yesterday, like, I think it was Ken actually, how old she was. Yeah. She was like, oh, 24. And I'm like, eh? Um, I'm like, uh, <laughs> why do I get so old? Mental, isn't it? Um, now, another big question for you, and I want to know a little bit more about this for your future, but what is your biggest goal for the future like what do you want to achieve so again like i was saying with um like knowing your your limits and knowing where you're really at realistically that's one thing i've always believed you have to be true to yourself yeah i mean a dream would be to be a world champion boxer i'm a full-time joiner i'm not going to get the chance to train that much to become a world champion you know but i mean it's not going to stop me from getting in, in places you know uh, my goal would be to become the first ever boxer from Inverness to be a British professional champion. Love it, Gary Cornish obviously fought for the British title as a heavyweight for well, only ever person from Inverness to do that. Yeah, I'd like to be the first ever bantamweight to fight for a, a British title as a professional and well, hopefully win it. That's brilliant. And, uh, That's awesome. Just get. I just want to get him a good opponents. You know. Uh, I've got no shame to losing to, to brilliant opponents and that's all I want to fight because you're not going to test yourself. I train six nights a week, twice a day when I'm in camp. And to get in and fight someone you know you're in a walkover, it's a wee bit like demeaning. Yeah. Like you're just a wee bit, well, I knew I was going to do that. It doesn't really test you. So I want to, so obviously we're going to build my record up 
each opponent that I've had so far out of the three, they all have been better one after another. Like yeah. they've been better they've quality. Been better, yeah. So we just got to keep that going and hopefully I'll be able to get a title fight soon. Uh, hopefully maybe the next three or four fights, get a Scottish wow. title fight in Inverness. That's my, my manager's talk. That's going to be quick because you're fighting again in October. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling about that one? Are you feeling? Well, I've not really thought about it. I've <laughs> not like... trained since the last one, which has been He's about six. Rails, it's like... been about five weeks. I know. I went on a massive bender. Um, <laughs> no, it's been about five weeks since I've actually properly trained. So, yeah. but like I says, Monday next week, <clears throat> that's me going to be back in camp, fully switched on, nothing but focus on that date. I don't care who I'm fighting. I'm not even going to think about my opponent. Uh, just get the weight down and just give it my absolute all. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. And that goal is definitely something you can achieve. Because mm-hmm. um, it sounded like you were not fully confident in there when you were talking about having the joint on your joint or something. Yeah. You've got. And how does that, by the way, like working? It's hard. Full, it know? is really hard. I mean, joinery, it's quite a hands on job as well, a lot of heavy lifting. Um, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it is hard going. So, I feel like the, going to work itself is bloody training, if I'm being honest. Like, it's a bit of an effort. Well, I mean, you gained a lot of respect from people at the boot camp because I mentioned to them mm-hmm. one time when you, I think it was when you actually went up a bit early, mm-hmm. I said to them all, I was like, oh, yeah, he, he does full-time work as well. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he works full-time. And they're like, but how is he doing his boxing? I'm like, oh, he does both. Yeah. And even Kelly was like, how did you do that? It's, like, how... <laughs> it's hard going. I mean, you see a lot of talent sort of, again, they're being realistic now. Obviously, when you're starting off as a professional boxer, like a lot of people might think at the start, Oh, you must make thousands. I can tell you this right now, you don't. You don't. No, after paying your fees and whatnot, you know, you walk away with a good purse to start off with, you know, it's certainly a good purse to start off with. Yeah. Uh, when you hear back to like, like my, co- my coach told me when he fought for his first professional fight in the 60s, I think it was like 50 quid he made. That's all he made. But you're in it for the. I'm in it for I'm in it for the right reason, you know. Obviously, the money is good, and that does sort of push you, you know, because I mean, it shows you if you're if you're working hard and you're beating these people and you're getting this, you can go right. If I train harder, I fight better opponents, I make more money. Yeah. Uh, I just want as long as the way I've seen it in the sport, obviously, do good at the sport, but make enough money to secure a future sort of thing like a home and a, you know yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I want to do at the sport get both you know, get both, get, you know? a bit life, of a, yeah. a bit of a legacy and just a bit of money to get myself my home and like I mean, says I'm young and the next five years I'll be looking to own a house you know yeah so I mean I love the attitude I love yeah. that because a lot of people are just not even caring about houses at that no, age. it's no, a good mindset to have yeah. um, but you know you're already creating a decent legacy because there's not a lot that goes on in Inverness with no. boxers and like no. you're, you're kind of really setting the scene and building up a bit more reputation here. Yeah. It's pretty awesome to see. Um, in terms of your biggest, this is your last question, but in terms of your biggest motivation to keep going, what is it? Like, what is it that makes you get keep up every going. morning? Uh, again, it takes me back to my, my school years. Just everyone, I was when I was getting picked on, it was frequently boys that were a couple of years older as well, you know? Uh, and they'd obviously crack jokes about the yeah. box and whatnot, but it's that basically them saying you're not going to do anything special. Don't think you're anything big just because yeah. you're going to a boxing night. And it's it's just that that sort of pushed me in as well. Looking back at some of the people I knew in school, you know, they're still they're still sort of living their their life as a, a teenager. You yeah. know, going out weekends, partying. And obviously, that's what they want to do. And yeah, it, don't get me wrong, I'd I'd love to go out and go on the beers all weekend and that, but it's I'm really doing something with this box and so that's, life, yeah. that's what I want to do 
I, I honestly stand thought, out from the others. It's funny because before you even said that, I thought that's what you were going to say. I, I, I kind of that's what gets me through my PT mm-hmm. is that I always had people saying, you know, you're you're not confident enough to be this. Yeah. Or you're not going to be it. Well, that's either. it. The bullying knocked my confidence right down to the ground, you know. Uh, so again, I, I've got that confidence now, you know. And um, and some people might look at me thinking, oh, look look at this guy, you know, uh, you know, but I they're just, jealous. I don't care. Ah, that's it's just jealousy. And you. If you keep that mindset and you just keep focused, you will get far. And you know, even if you don't get that end goal of like being the champion and whatever else, mm-hmm. you'll be proud of whatever you do. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like I said, my main goal. Uh, I would love. Obviously, I would love to do more. You know, without a doubt. But yeah. again, I'm being realistic because, as well with my hand injury, like I mentioned, time is my worst enemy right now. So the the, the doctors have stated that when my hand when the bone starts to grow back they'll start giving me jip again. So, I mean, I'm just being realistic. I, I've decided, I have always said, once my hand starts giving me issues again, I'm just going to call it a day. Because yeah. I don't want to be in the sport too long where I get punched about and I turn brain dead, yeah. you know? Uh, get in and get out safe. That's all I care about when I'm going into fights. That's been one thing I think about is that I get out safely. Yeah, so, um, but that'll keep you really more because you don't know when that's going to be. And that's kind of like, okay, I need to be focused now. Yeah, exactly. Now, now this is the now. time. So I've got no time I've got no time to be going out drinking every weekend. I've, I've just I want to fight after fight after fight. I'm looking to I'm looking to right now get at least six fights a year. You know I'd be absolutely delighted to do that. I'd That's how fight, fight fit I am because like obviously this fight was maybe a bit different because I had a bit of stress with it all. But once I come out of a fight, I don't go. I don't normally go off for weeks. I'm literally back in the gym the, the following Monday. Yeah. You Staying are. fight fit because I mean you can get a call at any minute. Oh, he's, not I've got a fight. he's not lying about that. He's not lying about that because I see him in PT. <laughs> yeah. So I've got I've got someone who wants to fight in two weeks. Are you fit? Are you on weight? Yeah, I am. Right, let's go. Let's go. And again, more money. That's the attitude you need, mate. And you know, you're you're always dedicated to you know your PT, your boxing, you're 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 dedicated to all. And yeah. the fact you keep a job going as well, mate, is unreal. I mean, um, it's, it's a good it's a good trade to join here. Like, I enjoy it, you know. So that's another thing. It's I, I do enjoy my job, so. It's a good trade of being as well because you know, you've got it's it, eventually you could end up really high up in that and you yeah could, that that could be after your boxing that could be a yeah massive absolutely feature. yeah um but yeah massive thanks for coming on man that was awesome um this is a 30 minute time limit we've almost got to the time limit. that was how is quickly that, did that 30 minutes come uh, on met, oh, no, um, but i didn't know any of that stuff about your amateur career yeah. so i'm actually happy to know that stuff everyone who listens to this will probably be like well that's that's really yeah, amazing to like quite a turnaround uh, quite a turnaround because i didn't know how hard it was for you starting i knew yeah. about your injury but i didn't know how much yeah. it affected you and um, so hopefully people who listen to that will actually be even more inspired and want to come to your fight even yeah more. yeah definitely um, but do you know dates or anything for your next fight yeah so the 15th of october 15th of october okay so anyone listening to this get your ticket uh, do you know where it'll be the uh, dramosi hotel Hotel. okay so you know i'm gonna try and get a lot of my clients to go if people mm-hmm. are listening to this just make sure you come along and see him get his three course meal action pack boxing <sighs> Drinks, drinks and scraps. That's all you need to know. Vodka, Aye. drinks <laughs> and scraps. Nah, it's going to be awesome, and uh, it's it's coming up soon. So mm-hmm. it's time to get you back. Yeah, time to get, get you fit and get you ready. Um, I'll help you get there as well, mate. Yes. Right. right, thank you for listening. Cheers thank you very much. Cheers.